This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. Today, we're going to talk about how to deal with imposter syndrome in your education business. I know that this is something that quite a few of my listeners would really like to hear about. So what actually is imposter syndrome? It's doubting syndrome, doubting that you are capable, doubting that you are the right person to do this, doubting that you can make a success of it. It's this really uncomfortable feeling of fear that creeps up inside you and then you worry that you're going to be found out that you are just pretending. And I know this feeling so well. It's really easy to look up to others who we deem as more successful than us and wonder how they did it without feeling imposter syndrome. Or if we do believe that they once suffered from imposter syndrome, we wonder how they broke through it once and for all and never thought about it ever again. And we'd all love to know their secret imposter syndrome cure, right? In fact, if they would just put that secret formula on the on the market, they'd make millions, right? Wouldn't they? Hang on though, it's not already on the market. Is it really a secret cure that only a few people know and want to keep secret? And of course, by now, you know what I'm getting at. The truth is that everyone experiences some kind of imposter syndrome. The difference is, is that some of us learn how to deal with it more effectively each time. And some of us don't learn how to deal with it. And we allow it to cripple us over and over again. When I first started Classroom Secrets, I had lots and lots of imposter feelings. I was acutely aware that I was a secondary teacher who had stepped into the primary world only a few years before and I felt underqualified. Even though I'd been creating resources all through my teaching career, even though being creative in that way was something that I'd been doing since I was a teenager, even though I'd been tutoring, which had really helped me to step out of year group progression and really understand how children make significant progress in specific topics, I still had imposter syndrome. And I dealt with it by creating my website and products anyway, because I still wanted to do it, but hoping that any teachers who had an opinion would not buy. I thought that I could just avoid that. Because in my head, I was it was okay because I was serving the downtrodden teacher who was too tired to care, the one who needed real help, the teacher like me. And, you know, you might think, oh, well, it sounds like you was niching quite sensibly, Claire, but I didn't need to niche that far. I was scared every time I wrote a social media post that I was going to get backlash if I'd made a mistake. I was scared that I would be shamed for trying to make money out of selling resources to teachers and stealing their personal cash. I was scared people would call me out as a fraud who had no business setting up a business in this space. I felt extremely fragile all of the time. And when Ed asked me if we should start thinking about how having a school on board would work in the website, I told him that it really wasn't needed because I had no intention at all of selling to schools. You see, if I sold to a school, then a school's leadership would be aware of the resources that I was making. And they'd instantly know. They'd instantly know by looking that I was unqualified for this role and I'd be found out. And then that would spiral into a social media campaign against me, secondary school teacher who tutored and did some supply in primary, thinks she can sell resources to us primary schools. 
I get it. It's ridiculous. Looking back, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so one day, and this must have been around 2014, a head teacher from a school in Manchester got in contact. And I'd like to say that it was by email, but I'm not even sure I shared that information on the website at that time. I was really scared that customers would be able to contact me and then I'd be found out. And this business idea that I was working on so hard would just come crumbling to the ground because they'd realise. And I'm listening to myself now as I'm recording this and I know how ridiculous this sounds, but I promise you I am not exaggerating one bit. So I think this head teacher had come via the Facebook page and I've been considering these moments in my past a lot recently thinking about them and and uncovering more of the detail around them that I'd kind of buried. And while the idea for Classroom Secrets was one that I could really get behind, it was a passion of mine and a vision that I did and I still believe in. Another huge benefit for me in starting an online business from home was that I could hide away and not be in contact with anyone. So anyway, this head teacher in Manchester, a man... And it's important that I tell you that bit because for me, it made it scarier. He explained that he wanted a a school subscription and he asked me to give him a call. A call? Seriously. And do you know what? I have no idea how that man had the stamina to follow through and get a school subscription because he did. But I've no idea how he had the stamina to follow through with us because looking back, I feel really ashamed at how difficult I made it for him. I didn't respond straight away. I made it difficult to have a call with me. I only had a mobile number, you see, and that really got to me. That was evidence that I was a fraud. And anyway, as soon as he spoke to me, he was definitely going to hear in my voice that I was a fraud. So after that call, we eventually did have, we got to emailing each other and I took ages to reply and subsequently set the school up. And I'm talking months. And all of this, all of this was me letting my imposter syndrome rule the show because I believed that I didn't deserve that. So I didn't allow it in. So I had it when I was starting out really bad. And that's normal, but it doesn't go away. I'm recording this episode right now because I'm experiencing it a lot at the moment. And honestly, it's still a very scary and despairing feeling. And for me, it's in the fear of not getting a result that I want and then justifying it for a reason. So for example, if I don't hit my sales target target education business club, it serves as proof that I should have these thoughts. And I have thoughts like, what am I even doing here? Maybe I don't know anything. Am I telling people what they already know? Is this stuff too obvious? Is it actually helpful? They're going to find me out. There are things that I don't know. (laughs) And it goes on and on and on. And all of this builds up into a feeling where I picture myself freezing in a half-crouched position, looking around in fear. It's like when you hear a strange noise in in Scooby-Doo and they crouch in fear and they look around and they listen. And that's how, how I imagine myself inside And then my next thought is to bolt, to get out of there, to run. So this week that I'm preparing the episode, I felt multiple times across all of my businesses, imposter syndrome, even in Classroom Secrets. You know, I've thought, what am I doing here? 
can I sustain this? And the feelings have been especially strong relating to the new business that I've just registered. Let me tell you about this new venture really quickly. So later in the year, I'm going to be launching a new offering to help teachers with their personal development. And I know that I can really help in this area. And I've helped myself and I've helped others to move along in their journey. But the last few days, I've really worried about being found out as a fraud. I've questioned what I really know, even though I've got years of experience. I've wondered if I've jumped in with two feet and whether or not it's too late to backtrack. And I'm worried that the market isn't ready. So it doesn't go away. It rears its ugly head time and time again. But what we have to do is get better at dealing with it. So here are my really quick four ways to help you deal with imposter syndrome when it does show up for you. So the first one is that you've got to accept it's going to happen. And you're not not normal for that happening. So you're not going to get those feelings just at the beginning. It's all the way through. And you just have to accept that and then be willing to do the work to break through to the next level and keep going. And then you've got to do that all over again and then all over again. You know, there is peace in knowing that these thoughts are thoughts and not truths. But it's just our brain's way of trying to protect us by limiting us. Number two, face up to it. Don't allow it to stop you in your tracks. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Remind yourself of what you are capable of, what your strengths are. Number three, You've got to start your personal development journey if you haven't already. This is the key. It's about learning about your brain, learning about psychology. All the things I just talked about, about these are thoughts, not truths. You've got to find out how to observe your thinking. You've got to understand what it takes to change. That's probably the most important thing, starting your personal development journey. And the fourth one is to add to your toolkit as you go. So... As I learn more in the personal development space, I pick up tools and then I put them in my toolbox. And these help me through uh, move through these fears and feelings. And you're not going to be able to use them all at once. But as you continue on your personal development journey, you'll pick more up along the way. So some examples of the tools I have to tackle imposter syndrome are meditation. So you might not hear, um, you might not know how to meditate. You might have never done it before. So you're not going to have that in your toolbox. But along your personal development journey, it'll come up and then you'll be like, oh, I know how to do that now. Yeah, I'll put it in my toolbox. Or you might say, no, that really doesn't work for me. It's never going to be in my toolbox. So meditation, walking, that really helps me kind of reset my mind. Journaling, you know, writing out, why am I feeling this way? What's what's blocking me right now? What's the truth? Tapping, that's an another one that I've learned recently that's quite interesting you could look that up and then audiobooks and podcasts I think the important thing to say is not just one will help you know just listening to audiobooks and podcasts isn't going to fix it because it's kind of just consuming content and you're not really dealing with the problem but it does help with your levels of positivity so I have recently listened to the book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks and it's all about the upper limit problem which is also known as imposter syndrome. So if this is something that you really do struggle with, then that is worth um, downloading or um, or buying as a paperback. So I just wanted to take the opportunity then to say how much I appreciate you letting me share my journey with you. The woman who was too scared to let people phone her when she started her business. 
And if you find listening to my podcast inspiring, then I'd just really appreciate it if you could share it with just one person who would find it helpful today. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 